Okay, welcome back to Diving In with Diana, where we're going to talk about my small business, Leola Manger at L-E-O-L-A-M-A-I-J-A-Y on all platforms. And some of the things that I learned from being a student, a small business owner, a friend, a daughter, etc., etc., so today I and I'm new to this podcasting thing, so please bear with me. Um, this is only my second podcast ever, but I feel like it'd be good for me to, you know, like run my mouth a little bit. I was feeling in that mood today. So when I was thinking about, okay, what do I want to talk about next? Like what's relevant? What is something, an authentic challenge that I've had throughout my journey that is, you know, more than just the small issues that you encounter on a day-to-day basis when you're working your small business. And something that I think that I learned a lot from were my L's. <laughs> my L's. And as a small business owner, when you're trying things out, when you're balancing school, work, all those other things in life, like L's, they come, they go, and you learn from them. So L's I feel like has like a double meaning. They're losses and they're learning moments. If I'm going to be a little bit corny here, you don't really have losses. You just have learning moments or things that you can really use as opportunities to improve. So the big L that I'm going to talk about are my body butters. Okay. So my business, as I said before, is Focus on primarily on handmade jewelry and accessories um, where we use our platform to not only sell these items, but sell these items for the purpose of creating confidence and strength within black women. And we do this through things that we post on our page, initiatives that we um, that we support in community service. So a huge part of being a black woman, I feel like a lot of us can relate to is our skin. Like we're taught culturally from like very young, okay, this is what you're going to take care of. You're going to, you're going to wash this. You're going to exfoliate this. You're going to moisturize this religiously with a plethora of different things, lotions, butters, oils, et cetera, et cetera. We are taught to put so much value into our skin, which we should. It's self-care, period. So when I was thinking about a new product, I really want to expand Leola Maje into being a lifestyle brand. So part of me doing that or the my thought processes at the time <laughs> were, okay, how can I do this? Let's do something adjacent. We already post things like, you know, in the sun, looking really good outside. What's going to photograph really well? What's an item that, you know, we can still stick to our handmade mission and really, you know, works with black women. So the product that I tried, tested, worked on for months <laughs> was our body butters. Our body butter sweet cream was, it is a product that I still use today, even though we don't sell it anymore. It is all natural coconut oil, shea butter, all that good stuff. It has well, it's not all natural, but it's mostly mostly natural products. I put in there like some um some some like sparkly stuff. So then it's not glitter, 
but it's shimmery it gives a nice glow to the skin it smells light sweet it was it is my favorite it is my favorite thing it is the only one of the only products that I really use for moisturizing my body I use it religiously I still make it so if you're watching this and you know me personally and you want some I will get it to you because I still make it but we don't sell it officially on our website I was super excited about this product it was <coughs> new clean etc etc and it was a, it was a risk it was a risk because as I said before we primarily did um nose cuffs were really hot at the moment we're doing really well on our site anklets waist beads etc so when we're dabbling into this new product it was kind of difficult we did the groundwork for it I did as I said we had like our little containers ordered these new stickers all that that back end work it was an investment it cost a little bit of money so we're like okay like we want to make this money back let's Go ahead, we posted it heavily on socials, on TikTok, through our ambassadors, etc., etc. Probably basically what we would do for some of our other launches, so like for our nose cuff launches, I feel like we're a little bit more TikTok heavy focused, but not as much. So we did the groundwork, did a lot of content days, posted about it on socials. And our customers really just did not like it if we're if I'm being transparent um not because they were trying it but they weren't putting it in their cart as opposed to other items that we've dropped so that was a little bit of a problem it was really a strong difficulty to get customers to put it in their shell in their in their carts we were noticing that you know because when you're um you know uh, posting one item you know, you post other things, customers were coming and they were buying other things in our shop, but not necessarily the one that we really wanted them to buy, which is the body butters. We went, we did a pop-up shop. At the pop-up shop, I had butters and along with other items. My other items sold out. The body butters were still left behind. We sold a couple, but still not what we really wanted. This was a huge learning moment. I will say in this, in that whole run of these products um we learned one to do test runs I think that there was something else that we could have done even though I tested them among friends and family I think that we could have done a soft launch a soft launch is a strategy that a lot of small businesses companies in general use to test them test the market and see if their customer bases and audiences really want what they're selling um, they can do this with, you know, little gifts that they put in um in bags. They can do this by maybe having an exclusive pre-order or, you know, doing small batches, et cetera, et cetera. It can be really crucial and really helpful and insightful because you'll see if customers have an initial interest. Something that I learned in this process. I did sell it you know, casually amongst some friends and families, the ones that tried the product, everybody that tried the product loved it. But I think with our customer base who was originally expecting, you know, jewelry, things of jewelry adjacent items, this was not the product that they were excited about. So that didn't work out. So I learned soft launches. Another thing I learned, you should manage your expectations and manage how much you plan to invest 
even though the investment was reasonable, I do think that we could have scaled it smaller. I think there were opportunities for me to use the few um, bottles that I had to put them on the site to see if that's what people wanted as opposed to other items. So I would say pay attention to scalability and investment. If it's something as risky as a body butter, which is not adjacent to your other, to the rest of your product line, you really don't know if your intentions with the product will communicate effectively. Um, even though we communicate typically with our like nose cuffs, that's the greatest comparison we have, wasn't attached to necessarily an initiative, um, like a community service initiative or a different initiative. I think that using um, using community service or using an initiative that our customer base and audience loves to see on our socials and see across our platforms could have aided in that sell. Because the sell-in would be, um, here's this body butter, here's this product that is going to build confidence, that's going to build, you know, your love for the skin that you're in. And in that, when you're supporting this, you're also supporting a small business that is going to give back to, um, to a different, to a community service. So maybe a foundation for like, um, a women's, um, health center or a women's shelter where they're looking for items, where they're looking for self-care items. That would be something that would align not only with the missions that we already have established, but then would also help connect that product a little bit more to our brand story. So I think in contrast to some of our other product items, not having that brand story connection really didn't aid in such a risky product. Having a brand story connection isn't necessary and absolute or necessary to be as honed in or as direct as that example I just stated in all of your products, but it can help when you're trying to sell in more risky items. So that was another huge thing I learned. Three. Because I was trying to sell in this product so much, I learned a lot about how to do product placement in pictures. I learned a lot about how to photograph items so then it really played into the aesthetics that were already grounded in um, our social media imagery and how to really make sure that we were reaching different, um, reaching our audience in a way that made sense and looked cohesive. When you're doing, even though you might not expect it to have such a different play, Photographing jewelry and photographing um, items like accessories can differ greatly from how you photographed self-care and beauty items. That is something different that I completely learned. So I would definitely say pay attention to how are you going to market and how does marketing strategies differ across different product items. So because it was in the jar, you really want to work on getting the texture out. You can't really, because there's getting the texture out as well as how it performs. When it comes to jewelry, you put it on the body. If it looks good, it looks good, okay? But when it comes to items like, you know, butters, serums, etc., etc., there are other things that come into play to make it really look good. It was really interesting because during this time, I was also a huge, more presently on my social media 
for um, my business um, with my face and body. And that was definitely something that caused a huge learning curve for me. So I would say do those assessments prior. Do your research. Don't rush a launch because when you rush a launch, you can miss out on some of these key opportunity areas. Even though I think I didn't rush it and I definitely did some learning about social media and about how to do the pictures and things beforehand, I think there are some key strategies that could have definitely helped aid that aid that process. So I would say all in all, in all of my different tactics, I would say when you're learning or to do a new item or when you want to do a new item, definitely take the time out to do your research prior. This is a common theme across your small business. Just do research, 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 research. What are the top things that you need to know? How do you integrate a new product into your brand? How do you reach your items? How do you get your customers interested in something they may not have been interested in before? How do you see where your um, customers are at and what they want? Even though we did do some research to see, okay, our customers love natural items. They're also following other small businesses that have natural items and natural care. They're looking at things like um, um, other items, et cetera, et cetera. How can we hone that in? Even though it's aligned based off of the research that we did, further research might have brought up some different points about how risky the item could have been. So I would say all in all, Definitely do some major risk assessments. Definitely look into doing a soft launch or different strategies for doing different product launches, as well as do your market research. (laughs) It is important. And look into how aesthetically and how execution may come into play. So that would be that. Those are my tips about how to overcome some of your L's, I would say like apart from that, those are the things that I learned from this specific situation. But on a broader scale, I would say your L's are learning opportunities. They will come, they will go, but they are necessary to have. Particularly when you're balancing different things. A lot of small business owners are not just, you know, just a small business owner. They're a small business owner and they're also an employee. Or they're a small business owner and they're a mom. They're a small business owner and they're a student. There's a lot of different things to balance. So don't be too hard on yourself on the things that don't go well, but more so take them as opportunity to learn how you can improve in the future. And take strategic notes about, okay, this is what happened. This is how I can really um, you know, improve on. This is what worked. This is what didn't. Also, sometimes in your investments, and this is something that I'm happy and thankful for, despite me taking out it, or investing majorly in this new product, I still made the money back. And I made that back through other items in my shop. So also do some financial assessment about, okay, if this doesn't go well, then what other items can I bank on to make money? Um, what other items can I bank on to get a return on my investment? So then I'm not in the hole. I've talked about a whole lot of a lot of things about different ways you could learn how you can really, you know, assess 
how your business is doing. I'm going to start doing questions at the end of these because I kind of want to answer questions that you all may have, the two or three of you guys all that may be listening, and really think like what type of things you need help on in your small business or what type of things do you think people don't necessarily talk about enough. You can DM my business page at Leola Maje at L-E-O-L-A-M-A-I-J-A-Y if you have questions that you want me to address or if you're interested in learning more about my small business, you can also hit the Linktree link in our bio for all of our links. Our scholarship, which is this month, this month link is in the bio, as well as our Etsy shop, TikTok, and all of our other platforms. So thank you again for listening. And I hope to speak with you all again soon. Bye.